The war in Gaza has started taking a toll on our freight costs, with Houthi rebels in Yemen attacking ships in the Red Sea. International shipping has got slower and more expensive. Rabobank researcher Stefan Vogel has been looking at what this means for all of us, including New Zealand. Hi, Stefan. Hello. So explain what's happening. In order to avoid the Suez Canal, a whole bunch of ships are basically going around Africa to get to Asia and to Europe, yes? Exactly. And that basically means they need longer time. And if you need a longer time, you're reducing the availability of those ships to pick up the next load. So we're actually reducing quite a bit of capacity. And especially if you look at containers and clearly a lot of goods getting into New Zealand or getting out of New Zealand need those containers. So if we're looking at those container freight rates, they've pretty much doubled just in the last six weeks because of that incident. So it's getting more pricey for us to bring goods into Australia, into New Zealand. Yeah, how much longer does it take to go all, around, all the way around Africa? Well, it depends slightly on from where you're coming, but you can roughly say it takes you about 9 to 15 days longer. And if you think about that route that you go between Asia and Europe, for example, um, you could basically only do four runs rather than five runs a year with such vessels um, if you go around Africa. So you're reducing the capacity easily by 20%. If you were to compare what's going on right now, right, the disruption that this is causing the supply chain, if you were to compare this to the disruption caused by COVID, is it the same scale or less? Well, we're not anyway yet at that scale. So if you think about prices, even after having doubled for container freight, they're still about three times lower than they were in these very high periods we have seen in 2021 after Mm. the COVID screwed up the whole logistics. So we're not there yet, but we also don't see that the Red Sea crisis is at its peak right now. We still feel that this will be an ongoing issue for quite a while in 2024 and will continue to impact the shipping side. All right. For how much longer and how much worse? Well, that's the big question. So right now we haven't really found a solution because the U.S. and the U.K. is trying to protect the area. But it is a big area in that Red Sea. There's usually a lot of vessels going through. And we have seen actually now more and more ships going around Africa. But that also means on the way they suddenly have to refuel somewhere halfway. So now the African ports will actually struggle to probably bring all those vessels in in time. So this 9 to 15 days that I mentioned earlier, it maybe takes you longer can suddenly be much, much more because you may have to wait somewhere halfway to just refuel. So it's not as easy as it is with our car to just drive into a gas station and fuel up. Yeah, okay. So the silver lining for New Zealand, obviously, is that in some instances there are going to be countries out there who will find it easier to get the stuff from us, thinking Asia here, stuff from us rather than going you know, going to Europe and getting it the long route from Africa. What kind of industry are we talking about here? What, are, what exporters is this going to benefit? So if you think about a lot of the dairy products we're shipping, quite a bit of the meat goes into those Africa, in these uh, Asian markets. So we don't have to go through the Suez Canal, but those coming from Europe, for example, or the east coast of the U.S., they usually go through the canal. So given that they have a longer way, that's a little bit better for us than for them. But we still have to pay those higher costs as well. And the other thing to keep in mind, if we're looking back into that post-COVID period when freight rates were high, a lot of the big shipping companies with containers tried to be on their prime routes because that's where they made money, going from China to Europe, going from China to the US. They didn't really want to come down as happily into New Zealand, into Australia, because they didn't make too much money on that route. So with that, we may see a similar situation evolving at some point in time, all to say our exporters may want to keep a close eye on the availability of containers going forward, have a close collection with their uh, export companies to make sure we still get all the shipping done that we need to. Yeah, and if if, if an exporter was to find suddenly um, interest from one of these markets rather than going to Europe, could would they should they be expecting that it's a short-term thing, not a long-term thing? 
Well, I think overall it, it will only put us slightly at price advantages, but a lot of the products that are going around um, are rather different from what coming comes from Europe than what comes from here. So I don't see the Asians immediately just swapping everything over to us. Um, but clearly for those products that are one-on-one -on -one competing, we might actually look slightly better. But as I said, if we're struggling to find the containers, we may actually have a, an issue on that side that costs us as much as it may cost the Europeans or the Americans that have to go a longer route over to Asia. So there might be some silver lining, but um, let's see. And hopefully it actually plays out this year. Stefan, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. That's Stefan Vogel, Rabo Research General Manager. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.